Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody, Gibbs here with number 426 on the Rolling Stones top 500 greatest albums of all time. It's Lucinda Williams with Lucinda Williams. This is the third studio album by the American singer-songwriter. It was released in 1988, recorded June of 1988 at Mad Dog Studios in Venice, California. The genre of the album is alternative country, Americana, blues, and roots rock. It was released on the label of Rough Trade, produced by Gerf Morlix, Dusty Wakeman, and Lucinda Williams. Lucinda Williams is a very interesting artist because she didn't really fall into a genre that people felt that they could promote because she was kind of blending this country and rock genre and the people in LA thought that it was too country to be considered rock so they weren't really into it but then the people in Nashville said it was too rock to be country, so they weren't really into it. So she was definitely trying something new, which I really like to see being recognized on this top 500 albums list, because she was blending the two genres together and really became very important for the whole Americana movement. And although she did have two albums released prior to this one, this one was really the album that brought her popularity, and even some critics going as far as naming it an instant classic. And as well as appearing on this list, it also appeared on Spin's 2005 100 Greatest Albums 1985-2005 to 2005 list, coming in at number 39 on that list, so I feel like getting a little more respect than it did here. Especially being that it helped spin off a whole genre of music, and that had to be a lot of influence for artists that came after her. I know, personally, I really enjoyed listening to this album. I thought it was really great. I remember reading about it a little bit before I listened, and seeing the different genres that it was going to blend, and thinking that it would possibly be something that I would like, and I wasn't disappointed at all. And even found myself afterwards downloading some of the songs from this album because I enjoyed them so much. I just felt like throughout the whole album she just has a really good voice, and the instrumentation was great. I liked the slide guitar on Abandon. I felt like that was a really nice thing to throw in there. And I felt like there was some great lyric writing on this album. On Like a Rose, I really enjoyed the line, Open up myself to you like a rose. It seems like a simple line, and maybe even something that would possibly be repeated or phrased differently by other artists, but I just felt like that's a great line a great use of simile and it really stood out to me on that track i that was one line that i would pick from this album that really stood out to me for whatever reason change the locks is a another track on this album and it was probably my favorite 
track on this album as I really liked the blues rock feel of it. You got more of a distorted guitar and it just had a really good riff. And I liked just the song content. It seemed like a good song. I'm I'm going to change the locks on my door so you don't come around here anymore. And just going on and building upon it and then changing the car I drive. And I'm going to change the clothes I wear. And it just was a great song and had almost a little bit of a humorous side to it. As you could tell that she's just really wanting to not be bothered by her ex anymore, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. But it was done so in a way that the humor was kind of underneath, but it was a really good song and had really good music to it. So that kind of stood out to me because I really enjoyed the guitar tone. I really enjoyed her voice because she gets a little more gritty on this track and uses a little more emotion when she sings, which was good to see her kind of differentiate from other tracks on this album and to complete the whole blues feel of it you get that harmonica in there and just a really complete track and so that one was probably my favorite on that moving over to a more country sounding track was crescent city and it just had a really good fiddle part and then that stood out to me on that track and on different tracks on this album i really liked Gerf Morlix's voice with Lucinda Williams. I felt like the two matched really well. Their voices blend really well and they were able to harmonize and it just added a little something extra to the tracks that they were able to both sing on. And as well as doing vocal parts, he also played the electric six and 12 string guitars, acoustic guitars, mandolin, dobro, pedal steel, lap steel, and a six string bass. So he was a very prominent part of this album. And his backup vocals were just really good, I felt like. That was the part, almost above everything else, that really stood up to me. Though some of these tracks, like I mentioned before, did have really good guitar parts as well. And ending out this album, you get I Asked for Water, He Gave Me Gasoline, which goes back to a bluesy feel. I really love the switching of the genres throughout this album. Instead of making the first half one genre, the second half another genre, they really did a good job of just sprinkling in and out, and you never knew really what the next track was going to bring and what the feel was going to be like, and I just really appreciate the versatility of not just Lucinda Williams for writing all of this and singing the parts, but you think of her backup band that was having to do this, and it really just shows their good musicianship and versatility and being able to switch from genre to genre as well. And Going back to that last track, I loved the blues feel of it. I love that they went back to that because I mentioned before my favorite track was Change the Locks. And so you get more of a slower blues feel. And not a, a lot is going on in this song. I think the lyrics are fairly simplistic. You basically just get the, I asked him for water with the response he gave me gasoline. 
And that's basically all you get lyrically, but it's just the way that she sings it and the whole feel of the song and the guitar riff behind it. But you get this nice little bass drum just keeping the song marching forward. I mean, you just get you get to stomping your foot along to it because you're just pushing this song forward and it was kind of a great way to end the album with this kind of simplistic stripped down blues folk song. So that was probably my second favorite on this album. And I didn't really have a track that I didn't like. I really, like I said earlier, enjoyed listening to this full album. I was very impressed and surprised. I had never heard of Lucinda Williams until listening to this album. And it's why I do this. It's why I love doing this. is because I'm getting to listen to a lot of artists... And a lot of albums that otherwise I probably would have went through life and not known they existed. And at least some of the artists I knew existed. I just didn't listen to the albums. And it's just amazing to go through and do this. And I hope that you guys are as well listening to these full albums and getting this experience. Because even though all the time I don't like every album it's still just a great experience and really broadens the knowledge of everything music history wise and what went into possibly inspiring the music of today so very pleasantly surprised by this album glad that you guys have been going on this adventure with me because it has been really fun and I enjoy doing this just because every now and then I find an album like this that these songs just get stuck in my head and there's something that I love listening to now. So with all that said, we'll get into where this album places on the list compared to the other albums that we've listened to so far. And... I do think that it has to drop down a little bit just because it doesn't seem as if this album has really crazy sales numbers. I believe the most updated thing I saw said that it's probably sold around 100,000 copies here in the United States. So not surprising that maybe I hadn't heard of it since that's not really the time period in which I was born, so I wasn't born when this album came out, and it doesn't seem like it was really sold to a lot of people, so maybe it just wasn't out there as much. But I do think a lot weighs on this album, and the reason that Rolling Stone probably decided to put this album on here is because it did really push the Americana movement to the forefront. And something that is very important to a genre of music needs to be recognized on this list. So I am going to knock it down a few more spots just because the other albums we've went through have sold just crazy amounts of albums. So that has to be recognized. But I'm not dropping it down that far because 
this album is still influential and important to the history of music. So I, I think I'm going to put this one at 432 for the time being, which is just behind David Bowie's Scary Monsters and ahead of Elvis Costello's Miami is True. I just feel at this time, that's about where it slots in for me. Would love to know your thoughts and opinions. You can reach me, the Rolling Review, at yahoo.com, or by going over to Facebook and liking the fan page over there, and you can see the updated versions of the list. You can also search on Instagram and find me there, where I put up copies of the notes I take while I'm listening to these albums. Next time, we stay on the self-titled album train with Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Until then, I'm Gibbs. This is The Rolling Review. Stay safe and be kind.